This is SAFM Sports Wrap. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you very much to Siki and the MoneyWeb team. Back again tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Coming your way the next half hour. Non-stop sporting action. We'll be chatting to uh, Natel. Oh, I say Natel. The Sharks and Springbok prop Yanni Duplessis joining us live on this evening's program. We'll also get the latest news from the 2015 AFCON. And we'll touch base with uh, South African golfer Ashley Simon who got her season underway on the the LPGA this past weekend in Florida. It wasn't the best of starts. She missed the cut, but she is in the Bahamas and we're hoping to touch base with her later on this evening. We'll start with some news uh, hitting the wires this afternoon. The ICC have released their latest world rankings today and Australia will head into the World Cup as the number one ranked team followed by India and then the Proteas. On the batting rankings, the Proteus duo of A.B. de Villiers and Hashim Amla are ranked first and second, with India's Virat Kohli third. The bowling rankings are topped by Pakistan Saeed Ajmal, followed by Sunil Narain. Dale Steyn remains third, while Imran Tahir has moved up eight places into 11th. He is one behind Mornay Morkel. And speaking of the Proteus, they leave for Australasia on Wednesday, ahead of their opening ICC Cricket World Cup match against neighbour Zimbabwe in Hamilton. That takes place on the 15th of February. Proteas coach Russell Domingo knows it's going to be a tough campaign, but he believes the Proteas will give it their all. In competitions like this, you do need a little bit of luck. You need things to go in your favour. You need some players to win some big performances. And um, for me to say that we're going to win the World Cup would be very foolish because I don't quite know if that's going to happen. But what I do know is that we are going to give it everything we've got. And we will be well prepared. Um, we have got some great players. We've got a great squad of players. We've got a great management team. All the bowling blocks are in process. We just need to play good cricket on the days that it's really important. Domingo is under no illusions about the amount of pressure his team is under heading into the World Cup. I think the pressure is more on the players than it is on the coach because the players are obviously a lot more important than the coaches. The coaches are just heavy there to try and support the players as much as you possibly can. At the end of the day, all the credit must, must go to the players. South African A-side was in action against the English Lions at the Mamelodi Oval in Pretoria today. The English side batted first. They posted 378 for six in their 50 overs. Ben Stokes top scored there with 151 not out. In reply, South Africa were dismissed for 289 in the 43rd over. So the English Lions winning that one by 89 runs and in doing so claim the five-match series 3-0 with one to play. Staying with cricket, there was some bad news for Pakistan ahead of the World Cup fast bowler Junaid Khan has been ruled out of the showpiece in Australia and New Zealand after he failed a fitness test today. Junaid injured his hamstring during a training camp in Lahore last month and didn't accompany the team to New Zealand for the two-match one-day series. In football news, the January transfer window closes in the UK tonight and as usual, rumours and speculation dominate the day. What I can tell you is Harry Kane has signed a new five-and-a-half-year contract with Tottenham Hotspur, keeping the young striker at the North London club until 2020. Chelsea midfielder Mohamed Salah has joined Fiorentina on an 18-month loan deal after he passed a medical this afternoon. Sunderland winger Sharis Mavrias returns to his former club Panathinaikos on loan for the rest of the season. Leicester City have signed Stoke City defender Robert Huth uh, on loan until the end of the season as well. Been lots of speculation about Maymar Shlangu. He looks set to complete a move to the Turkish side Torku Konyaspor in the coming days. The Bafana Bafana outcast is a free agent that after he left Swedish club Gothenburg at the end of last year and is not bound by any of the transfer windows. In 
In Italy, Serie A leaders Juventus have signed striker Alessandro Matri on loan from AC Milan to replace Sebastian Givinko, who moves to Canadian side Toronto, that according to the club. With the dust having settled on the closure of the PSL transfer window on Friday, Mamelodi Sundowns and Supersport United have emerged as the biggest spenders. Get this, in the last four transfer periods, the clubs have signed 47 players between them. Sundowns have signed 26 of those over the last 18 months, while United 21 in the same period. Senegal international Diafra Sako and his English club West Ham United face possible punishment from FIFA for a potential violation of regulations relating to the strikers' availability for the Africa Cup of Nations. Sako withdrew from Senegal's squad before the tournament, citing a back injury, but then went to play for West Ham in its FA Cup fourth-round defeat uh, victory rather against Bristol City on the 25th of January. He came off the bench and scored the winner. Formula One pre-season testing continued in Jerez today. Four-time world champion Sebastian Vettel topped the timesheets with current world champion Lewis Hamilton second fastest and Dutch teenager Max Verstappen third. Only eight of the teams are in Spain for the first of three rounds of pre-season action, which runs until Wednesday. The 2015 season gets underway in Australia on March the 15th. In tennis news, South Africa's top-ranked tennis player Kevin Anderson maintained his rating on the ATP Tour. Double special, uh, specialist Raven Klaassen dropped nine places when the new rankings were released today. Kevin Anderson replay, uh, retained his career-high 15th ranking after reaching the last 16 of the Australian Open in Melbourne last week. The tournament's 14th seed was knocked out by third seed. Rafael Nadali lost 5-7-1-6-4-6 and it was the third consecutive year that he had reached the last 16 in Melbourne. The previous two he lost to Thomas Burdish. Klaassen, meanwhile, and his new partner, Leander Pace of India, were knocked out in the second round of uh, the tournament by unseeded Italian pairing of Simone Bolelli and Fabio Fonini. Klaassen was the runner-up in last year's Australian Open, partnered at the time by America's Eric Butterak. And finally, in some rugby news, the Cheetahs uh, will this week welcome back flank Heinrich Brousseau and centre Johan Sadi from Japan. The duo play for uh, Dokomo Red Hurricanes, who lost the semi-finals of the wildcard tournament, which is contested between the sides finishing between 5th and 12th in the Japanese league. The loss means that Brousseau and Sadi are allowed to return in time for the start of the Super Rugby season, which gets underway for the Cheetahs with a game against the Sharks in Durban on Valentine's Day. And uh, Western Force captain Matt Hodgson has been ruled out of the first two months of the Super Rugby season. The flanker tore his hamstring during the side's 38-19 pre-season win against the Asia-Pacific Dragons at the weekend. That's your sports news here on SAFM Sports Wrap. Up next, we chat to Sharks and Springbok prop Yanni Duplessis. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Brad Brown. This is SAFM Sports Wrap. Time to chat some rugby now and uh, joined by Sharks and Springbok prop Yanni Duplessis. Yanni, welcome on to SAFM. Thanks for, for your time this evening. Great to catch up. Thank you very much, Brad. And um, uh, it's, a, it's a massive pleasure and honour um, to, to join you guys today. Yanni, it's, it's so funny that we, we're talking rugby. It, it seems like the season and, and the year in tour was, was just the other day, but we're talking sort of pre-season. Super Rugby starts in, in just over a week from now. How, how are you feeling ahead of the start of the new season? Well, the thing is, um, the beauty of a new season is always that there's such big potential, and um, I think this season even more so than others, because um, we um, we are all the countries, all the rugby playing countries are um, are um, vying for 
the World Cup um, starts starting in September, October sometime. So um, uh, the start of any season is um, is it, it's quite cool because um, I mean all the teams can still win it and all the teams are are full of life and training with some gusto. Yeah, without a doubt, it is a, is indeed a big year, particularly for the box. I mean, we love we love World Cup years. Uh, the, the rugby championship slightly shortened this year, but Super Rugby uh, is is gearing up and ready to go. As as far as the Sharks go, uh, your, your brother Bismarck being being handed the captaincy once again. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be great to play under him. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know whether it's, it's always that great. Uh, and seeing that um, siblings. Um, uh, differ many times, and um, but um, yes, I think um, uh, Bismarck really like uh, he, he he held the baton high last year, and um, and the team did quite well. Unfortunately, we we ran out of puff when um, when we um, when it came to the playoffs. Um, but um, yes, he was um, he he really led the team um, with with good example, and and um, and we did well. We we were leading the log, and unfortunately when. When it mattered most, we came a bit unstuck. So I think that's the that's the massive challenge for us this year. So to um, to sort of peak at the right time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the, the 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 thing with these sort of tournaments, particularly like a, a Super Rugby and a Curry Cup. It's it's a fairly long season, and it's all good and well performing well in those round robin stages. But when it comes to to knockout rugby, it is a a slightly different. I say slightly, it's it's massively different uh, kettle of fish and, and and the way you approach those games. The Sharks over the last few seasons have have performed really well, sort of in in those round robin stages, but have battled a bit when it comes to those knockout rugby games. Well, what, what's been happening in the off season to try and address those issues? Well, the thing is, I mean, Super Rugby, I mean, it's it's differed quite a bit in the past 10 years uh, that I've played. Um, and this year we are back to how it was before it became Super 15, before you you had the conference conference type of um, um, uh, plays where you get a break in, 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 in the middle of the year, like June, July, you get a four-week break, and then, and then Super Rugby starts again. So it, it's it's sort of more back to to how it was before then where you play all your games on the trot um, and, and this year it's just a few more more games I think three or f- three or four more games than than what it used to be so um, I think the, the uh, teams and the coaches that, that coached in, in that era and in, in the time when when, rugby, uh, when Super Rugby was like that um, they'll, they'll have a bit of experience how to, how to um, address it um, as far as the Sharks is concerned, uh, well, we unfortunately in Super Rugby we've always come unstuck. Um, but um, in Curry Cup we we've um, managed to sort of play a few good games in in pressure matches. Uh, um, um, 2013 um, being one that I can remember where we, um, we we really pitched up and played well in the final. So um, I, I don't really think that you can sort of train for. For those specific things, I think that's that's the make of a of a championship side. They they can really play well when it matters most. So, and um, and I don't think it's only only a, a challenge for the Sharks. I think it's it's a challenge for for every team that um, that sort of is really in the playoffs, like in the semis and the finals and the quarters, to be able to lift your game like just a few notches and um, and when the pressures just play your best rugby. 
Yeah, without a doubt, Jenny. And then just uh, briefly with, with regards to, to the World Cup looming, I, I know that the All Blacks and, and the, the New Zealand players are on a, a I don't want to say a, a shorter schedule where, where they do have a bit of time off in between. Do you know as far as a, a Springbok perspective, I know there's a lot of rugby to come this year and some of the key key players in, in that box setup. Do you know if they're going to be playing full season, someone like yourself, someone like, like Bismarck, will you be playing as, as many games as possible or will you have a bit of time off in, in the middle of the season? I'm, uh, Brian, I'm actually not sure. Yes, the All Blacks have, 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 have done that um, like the past five years, two years before the previous World Cup. They, they sort of uh, made, made the central contacted guys. They only started training at the end of January. And so they missed like, um, I think about four or five games in, in, at the start of it, um, at the start of the season. And then other guys got, got time off during the season. So, it's, it's definitely something that, that has worked for them. Um, as far as, as, as we are concerned, um, um, we, we haven't really had, had um, such a system in place because um, at the end of the day, um, I think all the South African teams really want to do well in Super Rugby and um, they want to play their best side. So um, I don't, I'm not sure what, what Coach Heineke and, 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 and the various... Uh, Different guys have decided, and 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 also FA Rugby, but um, it is it is a it is a long season. But I mean, you'd know that beforehand, and um, you just have to deal with it, and um, you just have to make sure that you sort of you're in the best nick possible when it matters most. Yeah, and then just to, to wrap things up, there was uh, speculation a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, Jake White's now coaching in France, and, and there were talks that uh, yourself and Bismarck could possibly he- be heading to, to Montpellier after after the World Cup. Uh, can you can you confirm or deny that? Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's funny that uh, I think at the start of the season, people don't have anything really to write. So they <laughs> sort of, uh, they, I think they just want to fill the pages or like um, just, get some articles out um, um, there was there's always speculation I mean um, two three years ago uh, it was for us leaving leaving Natal we happy at Natal and um, we busy sort of sorting out our futures um, uh, and Gary and coach Gary and and also John so um uh, I I can't really make a decision um, before I've, um, I've I've talked to them and um, and yes I mean we're extremely happy at the Sharks the Sharks have been incredibly good to us they've really given us a lot and and um, and vice versa we've really like sort of tried our utmost best to perform as, as well as possible for them so I will I'll, I, it's it's a little bit early to make decisions like that I think our first and and foremost um, aim is like to make the Sharks play as good as possible and um, hopefully um, maybe win our first Super Rugby ever. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Yanni uh, Dupsi, thank you so much for your time this evening on SAFM Sports Trap. All the best for, for the final bit of preparation ahead of the start of the season uh, and I hope you have a, a fantastic 2015 with the Sharks and the Box. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it and uh, yes, I, I hope so too. I hope, I hope we sort of um, we we start well and then it, um, you, we just take the momentum in, um, into the World Cup and uh, we return home as victors. So um, I, I will hold my thumbs and, and thank you for the well wishes. I appreciate it. SAFM Sports Wrap.
SAFM Sports Wrap. It's time to head off to the Bahamas now and chat some ladies golf. And uh, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome back onto SAFM Sports Wrap South Africa's Ashley Simon. Ashley, welcome onto the show. Uh, how's the Bahamas today? How's it, Brad? Thanks for having me. Um, it's a little windy today, but it's still absolutely beautiful out here. You, you wouldn't actually care what the weather's like. <laughs> it's just so awesome. I'm sure. Ashley, uh, you just come off the back of uh, the Coats in, in Florida, LPGA Tour, mm-hmm. uh, a weekend that you probably want to forget uh, sooner than, than remember it. You ended up missing the cut, 10 over par after the, the two rounds. Uh, not, not your greatest of weekends. No, it wasn't. Uh, being the first tournament of the year, um, I think just a little rusty. You know, I mean, I was practicing for two weeks at home, but it's different once you get back into tournament contention, you know, and uh, thinking tournament-wise. So um, it was good to get a few things out, and hopefully we'll be a bit better this week in the Bahamas. Actually, it's, it's, uh, I mean, to, to come off a weekend like that where you, you didn't play up to, to your sort of normal high standards where you'd want to be, how, how easy is it to forget a, a sort of couple of days like that? Do you just write it off and, you know what, new tournament this week, let's forget about that and, and pick up where, where we should have left off? Yeah, I do. I mean, my first round wasn't very good, but I figured some things out for my second round and, and I hit it a lot better, although I shot uh, three over, you know, um, at least I felt a lot more confident after that round and coming into this week, uh, I feel a lot better. Yeah, and you mentioned getting that, that rust out. Uh, a lot of it is is playing consistently and playing consistently yeah. at, at a high level. You, you're looking forward to, yeah. to this coming weekend? Yeah, and I'm looking forward to this year in general. You know, it's, it's going to be an exciting year. I know exactly what I'm going to be playing in and being based more on the LPGA game and a few in Europe. It's, it's an exciting time ahead. How much of a difference does that make, sort of having your year planned out, that that there's, you, you know exactly where you need to be and, and when you need to be there as far as travel arrangements, that sorted, you know. Uh, it, it must sort of take a, a big load off your mind and you can then just focus on the golf. Oh, yeah, completely. You know, you know where you're going to be from week to week. You can plan in advance, book flights in advance. And, and this should be my second real full year out on the PGA, you know. I know where to stay in all the events now and, and which courses you like and which you don't so you know which which you know tournaments are better to play for you so it's just about it's going to be a lot better than now that I'm able to plan and have a free mind and just go ahead and play as far as second year on the tour often when, when and it doesn't matter what sporting code it is people will say mm. that, that when you when you first arrive on the scene that first year is all very exciting the second year is actually the really tough year and, and the hard graft are you expecting mm-hmm. your year to be like that this year? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. You know, I thought last year was very tough year. Um, you know, you, your first year back, you're not into every tournament. You've got to play well to make sure the tournaments that you are in, so you keep your cards. So, I think this year, I'm already feeling a lot more relaxed, being out here and being familiar with the surroundings. As far as the the, the sort of schedule goes, I mean, do you know how many tournaments? Uh, what's the plan? How many tournaments you're going to be playing in 2015? Um, in the States, part of LPGA, I've got, at the moment, 18 lined up, but that, that can change and go up to, like, 25. Hopefully, play well, and then I get into more events. And then um, I've got to play a minimum of six on the Ladies European Tour, so looking at a minimum of, yeah, about 24 events, I'd say. As far as as far as playing consistently at that sort of level, you must be loving it. It's it's one thing. I mean, you come here to South Africa and you play really well. You perform really well on on the Lady mm-hmm. Sunshine Tour. But playing there, where mm-hmm. where I mean, let's be honest, there's some really good golfers out there. Uh, the the standard maybe I'm saying maybe it's definitely not as high here in South Africa. Yeah. You must be loving putting yourself against the best week after week. Yeah, 
Yeah, I am. Um, you know, being out here in this atmosphere with, with the girls week in and week out is, is awesome. And you, know, you only get better by being out here and, and pushing yourself more. And I think that's what I'm going to find this year. Um, last year was an adjusting year, and this year I know exactly what I want to do and, and come out here and, and try and accomplish it. Fantastic stuff. Ashley Simon, thank you so much for joining us this evening on SAFM Sport Trap. Uh, get back to the range. I know that's what you were doing before cool. we, we were chatting. Uh, <laughs> and, and enjoy that and, and have a fantastic weekend. I'm sure it's going to go Thanks, better uh, Go better this coming weekend. And we'll be following it uh, eagerly. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is SAFM Sports Wrap and an interesting weekend, to say the least, of AFCON quarterfinals this past weekend. We're into the final four stages now and a, t- a change rather in mentality is one of the major factors that have contributed positively to the Ivory Coast's latest positive results. This was the view of Elephant's winger Max Gridell after his country's convincing 3-1 win over Algeria in last night's 2015 AFCON quarterfinal at the Estadio da Malabo in Equatorial Guinea. As the Elephants now wait for the sem- uh, semi-final of the Democratic Republic of Congo this week, there's belief in the Ivorian team that a second AFCON title could be on the cards. SABC sport journalist Vilile Mbule was at the Estadio da Malabo last night. The golden generation of the elephants that has seen legends like Didier Droba and Didier Zagora retiring from international football without any silverware with the national team will find comfort in the latest results. A new generation of players like Gradel, Serge Aurea, Eric Bailey, mixed with other members of the golden generation like Kolo Inea Toure and Wilfred Bonny is taking this team to the next level. Gradel, who came through the proper systems of English football academies, says the new environment is conducive for improved results. Actually, the mentality, I think, uh, because uh, we had some good players, big players, like uh, Drogba and Zokora and Ebue, they left the team. So it was very hard to find new players to, to, to fill the gap. And it's never easy for the, for the coach to, to, to find the new players. But I think uh, we've been working very hard since the, the qualifiers, and then uh, today we're very happy that the work is start to... to Gradel, who now plays for St. Etienne in France, scored a screamer against Cameroon in the group stages. It's a goal that took Ivory Coast to the knockout phase. They were in a tough group that also had Mali and Guinea. The former Bournemouth attacker knows that DRC will be a tough nut to crack. The game against Cameroon was very hard. To, it was a very good game. This one also is a, is a very good game. I think we, game after game, we gained there, so it looks, it looks good. Yeah, I think uh, all the team in this club, they're very tough. They're very tough to play. So you, when you, wanna, you want to improve, you need to improve your game to go to the next step. Credit should also go to Hever Renard, a man who in a short space of time has managed to rally his troops and try to bring some winning mentality in the dressing room of the Elephants. The French-born coach is also emphasizing rebuilding as a turning point for this team. Of course, because uh, when you play with uh, one new goalkeeper, Three players at the back uh, didn't play in the Africa Cup. Three of them are around 2022. 20, Always you can be better. No, no, this is a lucky shot. At 46, Renard could be the youngest coach to be already chasing his second Afghan title with a different country after he lifted the 2012 title with Zambia just next door in Gabon. Could this be an inspiration for him? Yes, I would like. <laughs> but uh, it's too early to talk about that. At the moment, we are only in semi-final. And we... Nobody will forgive us if we are not reaching the final. Especially in Ivory Coast, you know this country is very demanding. So 
We have to do everything. We have to give everything to reach this final. The engineering of change and blooding of new talent by Renard in this Ivorian team can also be traced by his insistence on playing Sewa Sports' Sylvia Kubo ahead of the veteran Bubaka Bari. It's something that rarely happens in this elephant's team that a locally based player plays ahead of a European based star, but with the Belgian based keeper at 35 and almost 10 years older than Gubo, Renard is also looking ahead. It's just because uh, I think uh, his time was coming. Yeah. Now sometimes you, you are right, sometimes you are wrong, but uh, I was sure about him. Uh, don't forget he played the final of the Confederation yeah. CAF yeah. with his team. So he's one of the good goalkeepers in Africa. That doesn't mean we have to forget what uh, Copa Barry did, but uh, now it's a time to, to change something and I change something. Yeah, yes, but uh, we have to congratulate uh, Copa because uh, when you came uh, to one tournament like this and uh, you are with uh, 100 cap or almost, you imagine it's very difficult. So congratulations to his spirit because he gave uh, a very good strength for Sylvain. Whilst there's no doubt about the hunger that the 24 million Ivorians have for this AFCON title, a clear indication is that the current technical team is also focusing on post the golden generation. Vellamboli, SABC Sport, Malabo, Equatorial Guinea. Kenzie was always good with plans. She'd graduate, get a job, travel the world. She'd summer in Paris, winter in Mexico, go shopping in New York. All while learning to speak Japanese. Yep, that's the plan. But it relies on Kenzie earning a salary. Which is why at Sunlum, we've developed solutions with preferential rates for graduate professionals like Kenzie, covering a monthly salary if she's unable to work due to disability, sickness or injury. Because working tirelessly to protect life plans is what makes us wealthsmiths. SMS your name to 43214 or speak to your financial advisor. Sunlum is a licensed financial services provider. Standard SMS rates apply. I do not choose to be a common man. It is my right to be uncommon if I can. I seek opportunity, not security. I want to take the calculated risk. To dream and to build. To fail and to succeed. It is my heritage to stand proud and unafraid. To think and act for myself. To enjoy the benefit of my creations. And to face the world boldly and say, this I have done. I am an entrepreneur. Visit businesspartners.co.za. Business Partners. Investing in entrepreneurs. HIV is a threat to women, men, and children around the world. MEC for Health in Gauteng, Kedani Masangu. Stigma and discrimination is still very prevalent in our society. Why? Because we still have a notion that human rights and my status is my secret and my secret alone. We need to go beyond the point for us to be in a position uh, to really say, yes, indeed, uh, we are going to conquer and fight HIV and AIDS. Be responsible. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.
This is an invitation to writers to explore the medium of sound, the theater of the mind, to create a one-hour radio play in English. Visit the SAFM website at www.safm.co.za for more information or send an email to playwright at safm.co.za and stand a chance to win 50,000 rand. SAFM Sports Wrap. And that's about it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thank you very much uh, to all our guests. Yanni Duplessis, what a, a great chat, what a great guy as well. And uh, yeah, Sharks uh, taking on the Cheetahs in their first Super Rugby match of the season. Ashley Simon as well will be in action in the LPGA in the Bahamas. It's a tough life, I guess. Someone's got to do it. Imagine that, playing golf. She was in Florida last weekend, uh, Bahamas this weekend. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, and then also the latest news from the AFCON. Thanks to Vilile Mbule for that. Just in some news fresh off his first tournament of the year, Rory McIlroy switches his focus now from the course to the courtroom tomorrow for the start of his multi-million dollar case against his former management company. The four-time major winner initiated the case against Dublin-based Horizon Sports Management and its leading agent at the end of 2013, claiming that he was misled into signing a contract with the company. McIlroy said in court papers that he signed the contract at Horizon's Christmas party in circumstances of great informality and without having seen a draw of the agreement before it was given to him to sign. Horizon is counter-suing, claiming McElroy owes it millions of dollars in commission. That one can only end badly, I think, and we'll keep an eye on that story uh, here on SAFM Sports Wrap. Coming up next, uh, the talk shop on the other side of 7 o'clock. Lady is going to be with you then, talking about some of the day's big issues. Uh, Right now, though, it is 7 o'clock on SAFM. A big thank you from myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Chetty. Don't forget, if you'd like to catch a rebroadcast of the show, all you need to do is get to safm.co.za and catch the podcast on iono fm it is seven o'clock and here's greg coast with your news